Friday, September 25th, 2009, and this is Radio Wave. Thank you for joining us on tonight's broadcast of Radio Wave. Our host is a friend of Medjugorje, and uh, tonight he'll be discussing with us the message that we received earlier today through Maria uh, on the 25th. Uh, For those of you new to Medjugorje uh, and to Medj.com, on the 25th of every month, Our Lady gives a message for the world. And so these messages are for the conversion of the world and to guide it on the path uh, towards holiness and towards peace of Our Lady's plans at Medjugorje. And so tonight, as we begin this broadcast, we ask that you open your hearts in prayer as we turn Radio Wave over to our host, a friend of Medjugorje. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Mary found ourselves yet again in a historic moment in man's history. You're giving to us messages as never before in the history of the world since its very beginning. Your own words have told us this. And yet, did any of us even pause today long enough to contemplate the greatness of the gift of your words that you told us if we understood, we'd pray unceasingly for, and that soon would come a time when we would lament for these messages. So where were we today? Where are we now at this moment? To really comprehend the gift that when you give and speak to the earth, it's not a joke, but for a serious thing. We beg you tonight to give us the words and to hear the words the Holy Spirit wants us to understand and what you tried to do and reach through this message to the end of the world. Amen. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. Well, again, we thank you for inviting us into your homes, your, those who stream this later and Download it, be listened to it in the cars. We're always uh, find it a great joy to be able to have a format that we can speak about the messages and and connect people out there across the world who otherwise get the message because it's available just almost anywhere now. <clears throat> but yet they don't have the sharing of of um, and the ability to connect with others who can be with. Uh, each other and discuss this. And so tonight gives that format, as well as those who will be listening in the next days or so. So our lady's message today was, uh, of course, uh, September 25th, which she always gives a monthly message. And now we in turn also have Mary, Mariana's message, which is going to be September, or rather October 2nd. It's coming up. But for today's monthly message for the whole world, 
which is different because it's it's really something that's the, the foundational direction and instructions to lead the world all the way into the future till its final sleep. These messages we tend to think of how dire our times are, how difficult they are. But we must understand that there will be great tribulation coming. And as the world approaches this final sleep, there will be needing this connection to God to see this this owner's manual of of the spiritual life in the modern world with the technology where you need to be able to sell, buy or sell anything. Uh, Sometimes it's hard for modern man to relate to, to Our Lady's words and to our messages. So we need to grasp and understand that we are in the midst of something that, that is very alive for our life at this moment, very present in our direction. But at the same time, as time goes on, it's going to become more and more alive. This is why Our Lady said after the, the these apparitions, there will no longer be any reason for her to come to the earth. And we can conclude by that statement that there will be a completeness with these apparitions that they're the fulfillment of all Marian apparitions, and that we'll never have our lady come this way again. That's why it's amazing to me that people have the means to go to Medjugorje. So many people won't go to Medjugorje don't have the means. But there's many people out there who have the ability to go, and they don't go. You know, what will you do? What anger shall be in your heart when you do what those did on the day of Pentecost who were too busy? And that they, in turn, converted, and knowing they missed the whole life, the beauty, the passion, the resurrection, and the ascension of Christ. Do you grasp that we're in the midst of that, that today Our Lady came down to touch you, to touch your heart? I want to remember, I want to remember every, walking down the hall, I told my daughter, I says, can't wait till the 25th. It's the same the, the, the Medjugorje uh, villagers had. Uh, and, of course, that was related to Christmas. And here it is. It comes on the 25th. And this was a this is a proverbial thing. When you greeted something and they had something, maybe maybe the harvest like we have on the site today about the harvest and the grapes. They would relate to that. Say, oh, can't wait till the 25th. You know, everybody in the village would know oh, they're talking about we're going to be harvesting next week. You know, maybe the 10th. But the meaning of that is, is Christmas. I can't wait till the 25th. And here Our Lady comes to the village on the 25th. Fulfilling the proverbial words, can't wait till the 25th. And so walking down the hall, I told my daughter yesterday, I said, can't wait till the 25th. Today. Why? Because it's an exciting moment in the history of man to receive these words. And these words she gave today, when she descended from heaven and spoke directly who's to to a woman, young woman, or not, Maria's not so young now, but she's middle-aged, but still youthful, youthful in her spirit because she sees the Virgin Mary, and directly told her word for word that Maria wrote down word for word what she said in such a clarity without her biases or her interpretations that we have a clear, crystal clear message from heaven I grow I grow numb to this I can't help it human nature does this after 28 years I've been following it for 20, 23 or 24 years maybe 
but how do we how do we keep that? And you can't keep it. Or at least you can't understand the message except through prayer. So September twenty fifth, two thousand nine, the monthly message to the world. Lady says, dear children, with joy, persistently work on your conversion. Offer all your joys and sorrows to my immaculate heart, that I may lead you all to the most beloved Son, or rather to my most beloved Son, so that you may find joy in his heart. I am with you to instruct you and to lead you toward eternity. Thank you for having responded to my call. Many a man lives like this is their eternity. And indeed, I've read about people who went their whole life not believing in God, and they were so dead toward the end of their life that they were such a void. They had nothing to look forward to. Doesn't mean it wasn't going to be there after the judgment. But our lady's trying to get us to focus on this life here is not just entertainment, not just building wealth, not just doing this or trying to survive. But all those things and the purposes is to lead us to eternal life. You know, whatever wealth you have is for eternal life. Whatever you don't have, to use those circumstances for eternal life. And so our lady keeps us focused on this, asking us to do this. We have so many things happening right now in our country and in our nation, um, or rather across our nation, and, and nations of the world. And there's a, there's, a, there's a dark spirit prevailing. We just see a degradation happening so quickly and so ominously floating like a dark cloud to the spirits of our leaders, to the systems that's out there, the corruption. But at the same time, how much more anxiety would we have and anxious would we be if we didn't have Our Lady? And it's her words who tells us not to be anxious. She's mentioned it. Do not be anxious. And so her purpose of getting us to pray is not being fearful of the future, but to, to know that we've got future only if we've got her. Forget got milk. We've got lady. You got her, you got everything. And so we need to we need to have more of a mentality that she's our everything. She's the perfect uh, the perfect one. So we need to grasp that that are we gonna go on with our life and negate what she tells us? Not follow her in these things? We have uh, somebody who's surrounding the president right now, uh, many people, but one of them is uh, uh, John Holdren. And you read these things that he's he's for. It's incredible. You know, he's uh, the director of the White House Office of Science and Technology. He wrote in 1977 a book called Eco-Science. And he discusses in that the depths and the array of the techniques of the government to control or to reverse human population. The forceful methods. He discussed once uh, with the Washington Examiner uh, several several areas of how to for population control. Now keep in mind this guy's answering to the president. He works directly for the president. But he says cohesive or rather several co- cohesive proposals have been deserved discussion. Mainly because some countries may ultimately have to resort to them unless current trends in birth rates are rapidly reversed. Which, by the way, they already are. This whole population is like the Italians and, and uh, Germans and other people like that, that. They're in a negative birth rate now. 
And so they are in danger of being loosed. But anyway, this guy wants that. But he was rapidly reversed by other means. Some, volu- some involuntary measures could be less repressive and discriminatory, in, le- in fact, than some of the social economic measures suggested. And so Holden talks about spiking drinking water. And he's actually written about this. You know, for the whole population is a sterling, uh to, to stop birth, stops conception. He says adding a sterling to drinking water or staple foods is a suggestion that seems to horrify people more than most proposals for involuntary fertility control. Indeed, this would pose some very difficult political, legal, and social questions. To say nothing of the technical problems, problems. No such tournament exists today, nor does it one appear to be on development or to be acceptable such as substance would have to meet rather stiff requirements. So this guy's talking about actually spiking water with a substance to cause infertility. But he's saying that, you know, we have to make sure it's not going to be dangerous to or unpleasant side effects. There'll be no uh, uh, effect on the the opposite gender, you know, just only affect, you know, women ready to conceive. No children, no, not only your pets, your livestock. And while he admits there's nothing on the horizons, he says he's discussing this. You know, this would be a trend that could could uh, could be a negative because it discriminates particularly against groups of penalized children. But the idea that this guy's mind is thinking this way is very dangerous. This is what they were discussing in Nazi Germany. So he goes on, this discussion glaringly lacks any real discussion of the moral questions behind the mass sterilization. And so this is the bottom line. This guy, you know, he's connected to eugenics. Look what happened when I spoke a lot about the Green Initiative and his health care reform. All these things are directly related to people who are, are running the show today. And that's not all. Uh we are in frightful times as far as the way people think. And the way they think is contrary to what we would think they think. And so people aren't investing in this. They're not checking things out. And they almost think this is impossible. But while we're minding our carts and, and, and uh, our tables and putting food on it, and we're minding our, our business, trying to keep up with what we're supposed to do with our children and raising families, these people don't want families. They don't want society structure as it is, and they want to rearrange it and change it. And they've got a vision for it. And it's very active, it's very dark, and it's growing. And it just every day I see, that every time I read something, that I said, that's why he's coming. That's why she's coming. You know, and you can only think that, you know, God, God must really love us, because we don't deserve that. We don't deserve our lady. The only reason uh, she's coming is his mercy. You know, when she comes and she says, be persistent in our conversion. You know, this is her words today, persistently work on your conversion. I don't know why God even doesn't just give up on us. You know, we've been so faithless. We've not lived up to the grace that we've been given through her. We lived hard. We lived fast. And yet God keeps on giving us. He keeps having faith in us. I don't, I don't understand that. I don't know if you understand that. I don't. You know, if any of us were God, we would have smacked somebody a long time ago. So, our lady's encouragement is persistent, is to keep our conversion alive, to experience the love of God and joy. 
And in some ways, you can say, Our Lady, uh, we know she's the perfect woman. We know she's immaculate. We know she's perfect. But, you know, she was a girl one time, a small, you know, little girl. And she grew up, you know, and she raised God. And so she's the perfect girl for the perfect time. We have a future that shines with her because Our Lady wants us to always be thinking of eternity rather than just our future here on the earth. And so we have to realize God really does love us. How could he, how could he not do anything but sin? Or how could we say anything other than that when he sins the best? And for every day for 28 years. So there's been times that my faith's run thin. You know, all we have to do is look around and see that God has got the perfect girl coming to the earth every day to help us. It's been time to let my faith run thin. Not been the man I should have been. After all the trouble I've been in. I'd have gave up on me I've lived hard and I've lived fast Lost things I never will get back For someone to look past all of that God must really love me
looking at this uh, message that uh, we received today, there are several things that, of course, pop up uh, and that uh, look more, I, I guess there's always things in the messages that stand out to you more than more than others. But uh, at the very beginning of the message, of course, Our Lady has told us many times in the message to work on our conversion or she's called us to conversion or to convert. And, and it's rather interesting that in today's message, Our Lady not only says to persistently work, but she says with joy. And why that distinction that she says with joy to persistently work uh, on your conversion? Because I've never seen conger- conversion be joy. <laughs> conversion means, metanoia, means to change your mentality. To change your mentality is not a joyful thing to do because you have ideas, you have wants, you have desires that you don't want to change. And so when somebody goes through conversion, they're usually pretty solemn, pretty serious. Now that leads to, to a, uh, the, the great peace that comes through conversion and the joy with that. But being attached to running things a certain way, your friends aren't going to let you, you always convert, your, your family's not going to let you convert, and you start getting the cross. And so uh, we've seen people. We, we took somebody to Medjugorje who went with us as part of our beginning days at, at BVM, our pilgrimages to Medjugorje back in the 80s. She was just working employed at a travel agency when we first, the first couple of trips we took. Went through tremendous conversion. Came home and, and shocked us, you know, within a couple of trips. Very strong Protestant. Took uh, instructions, started instructions, came into the Catholic Church, we had a big, big celebration for her, and she uh, was given several gifts, and it was it was basically mostly Birmingham people at that time going on the pilgrimage that first two or three trips. And in the course of that, uh, within two or three weeks, she dropped out of the Catholic Church. And what it was is she, she came down that she had to either choose her family or her Catholic faith. And it was just too much for her. So conversion brings a lot of radical things in your life that's not pleasant. But Our Lady said in the bedroom back in 88, I want you to be joyful carriers of peace. She said many other times in her messages, monthly messages and various messages, and I'm, I'm probably fairly certain on the mountain with Yvonne, that I want you to be joyful carriers of my peace. You know, because while we might have inner serenity and inner peace, the closer you get to God, the more those things surround you, you won't be. Because Satan's going to be attacking you. He's going to hate you. You know, Satan who hates. Satan who destroys. And Satan, if he can't have you, what's he want to destroy? Is your joy. Your peace. He wants to make it so miserable on you that you won't convert further. Even if you're in the midst of conversion, that you'll stop that conversion. Because his, his job or his duty as the father of lies and darkness, is to stop your conversion. And if you can't kill it, at least stop you in it. And so he can put all kinds of obstacles in front of you. And mostly that comes from families. It comes from your work. It comes from places that, that you hit resistance and it's just hard. You know, we've had people say, I just don't feel like I can go on no more. You know, it's just everywhere, everywhere I turn. But at least at April 25th, 1996, in this, she says, uh, I invite you again to put prayer in the first place in your families. Little children, when God is in the first place, then you will, in all that you do, seek the will of God. In this way, your daily conversion will become easier. 
Little children, seek with humility that which is not in order in your hearts. Conversion will become a daily duty that you'll do with joy. Now, all that's not in the compressed moment, the conversion, the joy, everything. This is in a stretched, uh, a stretched out time period. You know, little children, when God is in the first place, then you will, and all you do, seek the will of God. Okay, so you go through that period. That may last for months. You might get some consolations. You might get a lot of desolations. I already said today in the message, your joys and sorrows, because with the spiritual life, it's both many times intermingled. Our lady says in another message, I offer you a sweetness, and I've talked about this frequently, the sweetness and bitterness of life. Uh, something in that regards. So then in this message of <clears throat> April 25th, 1996, little children, seek with humility that which is not in order in your hearts. That's work. Things that's in your heart that's not in order, be it vice, addiction, bad habits, um, bad manners, whatever you know you need to change. That takes a lot of work. And the process, of, that's the process of conversion. Because if you can do that, conversion will be the result, the fruit. In other words, it will become your daily duty. It's not an option. Conversion is a duty. And what does duty connotate? What does it connotate to you? Work. work. Yeah, it takes work. And work is, is it always fun? No, I can tell you on the site today uh, uh, what we had to throw some measures about everybody's picking the grapes and all the women are out there and and uh, all they're working out there and they're the, the, the kids up on top of the, the wagon and and the men are carrying the grapes the women are picking the grapes and carrying them to the buckets and dumping in buckets for the men they come back and pick the bucket have your buckets and take them on to the truck but anyway they. Uh, we talked to him today, Medjugorje, says that the women picking the grapes were singing, and they're all singing in all harmonies. It's very beautiful. And they're happy. They're working, but they're happy. Well, I was there in June. I was there in August. And all I saw was them sweating in those fields. There was no joy. They were not really happy. It was hot. They had rags wiping the forward. And day in and day out, I walked to the vineyards to go to our place there. And they worked. It was a duty. But at harvest time, everything changes. It's the social time, the joy of the new grapes, the wine they make, which makes them happier. And so conversion is the same way. Our Lady said, um, put God in the first place, and all that you do, seek the will of God. In this way, your daily conversion will become easier. When? Toward harvest time. Little children, seek with humility that which is not in order in your heart. Plow the fields, work that. Work that hard. Conversion will become a daily duty that you'll do with joy. Because somewhere in conversion, somewhere when that takes place, that all, that all will change the whole duty or the workload and become something for you that is joy. Now, in the midst of that, in the midst of the work, we're still supposed to be joyful. He says, be joyful, carriers of the peace. It's not always something that we want to to say, well, what's so happy to do about that? I've seen Maria in the most difficult circumstances smile. I know before we walked through that door, what was going on with her heart? 
and I understand all the dynamics and the pressures and what all she has to do. But she wants to emulate Our Lady. She wants us joy. So you can take this whole uh, story of the, the the grapes today and everybody picking and enjoy and the whole villages enjoy. When they start making the grappa, they step, you know, they'll stay up. Uh, they have like four steels. It's legal there. So they get a month from now, they'll get all these grape poles that they smashed out the grapes to make the wine. They'll ferment. They'll take that and put them in the steels and they uh, cook it down. And they have all the men sitting out and they step all night. And it's really something socially, it's so beautiful really to be there during this time, to smell the whole villages like this, and everybody's happy. It's just a time that they slow down. The, the, the conversion process paralleled, paralleled, or whether the work process paralleled the conversion we're speaking about, it's done. You know, they're, they're taking in the harvest, the sweetness of the conversion. They're enjoying that. And they, and they feel the presence of, of the grace of the labor, just like, Working for conversion feels the grace of labor, and so I've never looked at the farm, the uh, villagers when we first started going to Medjugorje, even today as farmers. They 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 were close to the soil. They worked the soil. Uh, I've never I've never even thought that they farmed. See, that's a big difference. When we hear farm today, we think of these corporate farmers. We think about doing that, but we also see the difficult thing to 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 work the soil and work with. What may or may not happen? Whether you get rain if you don't get rain? What happens if your hailstorms hit? They put the cross on the mountain because their grape vineyards and their crops kept getting destroyed. So they put the cross in 1933 up on top of Cross Mountain asking God to protect their crops. And they never got a really severe hailstorm that damaged the crops since that time. But see, that took labor. They carried the cement bags up there. They walked up there. They carried the water up there. It was very difficult. The women, the children, everybody worked with this thing, especially the men on that because of the labor side of it. And here it was, the fruit of that. Our lady actually said the cross was providential. Their motivation was to protect their crops. So there's a lot that our lady says, says go in creation, go in nature. And it's why God wants us connected to the soil. It's the future. You say, I'm not going to do it. Okay, don't eat. Uh, I'm talking to a friend right now that, that's, that's got all the means you'd ever want as far as taking care of his family for the rest of his life, for for 10 lifetimes, monetarily-wise. He's getting chickens right now. He's putting up cattle fences right now. Why? Because you can't eat money. How's that going to sustain you? I tell you, God wants us closer to the soil. He wants us to learn these things. We don't want to do that because it's hard, just like conversion. It's a lot of work. And we don't know if we're going to get the rain. We don't know if a hailstorm will take it down. You know, we have to put the plows in. Our kids are doing hay right now here. And we've we've lost uh, probably two or three major crops. But, you know, that's okay. It's okay. Because the labor always brings us joy, just like conversion and working on your conversion on your heart brings us joy. And so we need to see that these villagers and what they do, are they're not farmers. They're really living life connected to the soil. Connected what Adam was told, by the sweat of your brow shall you eat. There's something to this. And that's why people always say when they work the soil, they feel something. They feel some connection to God. Much closer than any other occupation you can do. There's just something to it. Now science is finding out walking barefooted, working with your hands, that you're picking up mineral contents through your skin. Maybe that's why everybody's taking vitamins today, because nobody ever gets dirt on them. Get dirt on you. Walk barefooted through a place. My boys, when I 
first got a tractor out here, they would run barefooted right behind the plow. They loved it. The first plow in, in early spring, ground was still cold. It was a great joy for them. But do we have these things? So it's not just doing this. It's, it's what it brings. Or what, 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 it's what making Iraqi brings to the social life. You know, getting up before dawn, having everything ready, being in the heat of the sun when it cools, when the cool, coolness goes away, and all those things that is involved with working the soil. God's got a life for us. He's guiding us to it. Are you avoiding it? Just like you avoid conversion. The conversion is what he really wants to bring us to, and that's work. He gets up before the dawn, packs a lunch and a thermos full of coffee. It's another day in the dusty haze, it's burning rays wearing down his body. Diesel's worth the price of gold. It's the cheapest grains ever sold. But he's still holding on. He just takes the tractor another round and pulls the plow across the ground. And sends up another prayer. He says, Lord, I never complain. I never ask why. Please don't let my dreams so many things in the uh, message today and there's always things that uh, you simply can't cover uh, completely in one hour's time uh, but um, 
continuing with the message and uh, what um, Our Lady was told us today during the message. Uh, Our Lady said something today twice in the message, um, and then she actually um, clarified it. Uh, and, of course, for many, many years, a friend of Medjugorje has written and spoken about the importance of Our Lady's role in this time, that Medjugorje is something that's unique, it's different, it's not uh, another Fatima, another Lord's, but rather the fulfillment of those that Our Lady was building what she was doing from Guadalupe to Fatima, or Guadalupe, Lord's Fatima. These were the beginning stages of what is now Medjugorje. And Medjugorje is not just another private revelation that um, people can choose to believe or not believe and of course you're always free to choose to believe or not to believe but Medjugorje is in a different scope it's a different it's at a different level it's of a different degree and today in the message our lady twice used the word lead it once used the word instruct and during the message our lady said i am with you to instruct you and to lead you towards eternity and perhaps a friend of Medjugorje in in light of this message would like to speak more about that role of Our Lady as the leader and the, the one who's instructing us, our spiritual director in this time? Well, a lot can be said in answering that. I think what we have to really look at is that a lady uh, almost embarrassingly has to say, I'm, I'm with you to instruct you and to lead you. She's already said those things before. Why is she having to say that? Because we think we need to go get... You know, we're looking for spiritual direction. People are starving for spiritual direction. In fact, the Russian saint said in the 1800s that in the next century there would be no direction. And indeed, we, we have little direction. Uh, our ladies keep saying, praying for, praying for your priest. Pray for that. If you get one good priest who's got direction, he's covered up. He can't even speak to you. And so we have a real void right now, a, a thing that nobody, nobody, could, nobody saw it for saw. There was wis, the wisdom that relied on committees to come up with social justice ideas and it's evolved into social justice and a lot of problems is plaguing us right now with the acceptance of socialism has come from the teachings within the church of social justice you know all that was ever intended to be was to correct and put back where the get back what the injustice was not money it, it was it was not ever intended to be what it has turned out to be because we've come, become a committee-oriented thing, we don't read the uh, the bailout, the stimulus package, the health care reform package. We don't read that. We have a committee doing it and telling us, and, and nobody nobody knows what it says. The ones that's voting on it. Everybody admitted, nobody admitted they read that, uh, the health care package. So <clears throat> a lot of people may not know what that's talking about, but the point I'm making is, is that we are taking into a situation today that we lack direction. We're very lacking in instructions. We've got a mediocre teaching uh, in the church about the sanctity of marriage. And so we got prevalent a prevalence of divorces unspeakable because we're not hearing from the pulpits. You're not going to get a divorce. It's just that simple. Well, this and this, and this. I, I don't care. You're not going to get a divorce. Say it from the pulpit. Let's hear it. We say it, and we've counseled and have underneath our belt many, many counseled divorces. We've had people that say, I wish I'd known y'all three years ago. Because once a lot of water goes on the bridges, it's, it's hard to resurrect that. And yes, we've been able, through God's grace, through the messages, resurrect marriages and put people back together. But because there's so many people divorcing, 
There's such an embarrassment to be speaking from the pulpits. So our lady's come and said, I am with you to instruct you and lead you towards eternal life. Many a soul may lose eternal life because of divorce. The wreckage, the destruction. People don't like to hear this. Many of our listeners have been through this. But instead of being offended, you should be the very first that gets on the, cheer, on the cheering for this on the sideline and say, don't do it. I just talked to somebody recently that's divorced. And she said she did it. She was the cause of it. And she said she's got a friend that's ready to divorce her husband. And she said, don't do it. It ain't worth it. Don't dare do it. She's begging her. I, I, every time she talks to her, hold on, don't do it. So those people out there should be doing the most to fight because you know the, the sorrow. You know, you know how difficult it is. You know your life doesn't get better. The problems you may have now becomes ten more problems for everyone you have. It's just going to be exponentially in, in the growth of problems next year, the next year, the next year. Won't ever cure yourself because God didn't design it that way. So our lady's coming to instruct us very strongly about some things. You were mentioning uh, about... You know, the Fatima or Guadalupe Fatima and the progression of things in that Medjugorje is it. And it's, it's interesting that uh, there was a lot of excitement over Fatima. The, the, the people going in Guadalupe, everything that happened. I mean, millions of people for the next three years passed in front of the Tilma. Ali was only there just a couple of three times, four or five times, whatever it was. Fatima just, what, eight times? Lure's not much better, but the excitement of the people around these apparitions were tremendous. Yeah, we had excitement in the beginning. But not now. People are yarning at this, and, and yet it's just getting more and more important every day. Yes, it's our human nature. It's hard to do that. It's just like the Saturn rockets. I mean, we, our school shut down. Our classrooms shut down. They put on the TV. We went in there, and it was exciting. We knew it two days before we knew it. We were so disappointed when the Saturn V missiles had to scrub the launch. We're waiting for it. Ten, nine, eight, get that number two, and they says, no takeoff. You know, some kind of uh, transistor back then probably went out. There wasn't the computers like it is now, of course they did, but, but not near what we have now. But the point is, is all the Saturn V rocket fires were very, very exciting, just like the Fatima apparitions. It was just a, a buzz. It was something so exciting. It landed on the moon. It was so exciting. And the space shuttle couldn't be here today without that. And the space shuttle here is every day, just like the apparitions. Nobody even pays mind to it. Yeah, they are yawn about it. You know, because it's with us so much we don't see the significance of that. And there's great breakthroughs, of course, to technology. They're testing things. They go up there and they do things in the labs. And, and, and things are still there. But because we're so used to it, it just doesn't have that. And so because Medjugorje is so with us, it's not like Fatima or Lourdes or those things. And yet it's the most important the most important thing we learn from the space program is come to the shuttle now. We're able to spend time, test, go up every couple of months, whatever. Many, many things to learn from this. And so what can we learn from Our Lady? If we go bored with it, nothing. If we fail to understand the significance of it, nothing. If we don't look at her past messages in those beginning days, then I'm going to come and give messages as never before in the history of the world since the beginning and contemplate what does that mean what kind of importance should I put on these messages? And I have to remind myself of it. You have to remind yourself. Of it. You've heard the, me say this message. This message was a dead message. 
Nobody preserved that message. We put it out. Caritas put it out. We, we've, we've run into the ground January 25th, 1987. Dear children, behold, also today, I call you to start living a new life as of today. The message goes on and says that I have a great plan for the salvation of the world. For three years she spoke about it. We didn't know it until that day, January 25th, 87. She goes on and says that you cannot comprehend the greatness of your role. Then she goes on and says, you must pray to find out what your role in God's design. This is the foundational message of, Medj- of Medjugorje for the whole world. This is where it started at. You've got to go back to that. Just me saying it from memory incites me. And it should incite you. And if it's not, you haven't worked enough on your conversion. If this doesn't come easy to you to like get excited about that, then you need to go back more to prayer. I saw a word from heaven laying in my bedroom last night. I thought, you know, I, I need to pick that up and read that. Of course, every day our, our, our work is involved in this and everything. But just sitting out, I hadn't, it's been a while since I just sat and read the message. And so <clears throat> we need to, we can go on with our daily things because they become routine. Just like the, the, the every every person in Medjugorje who's 27 years and younger uh, looks up at the sun and sees what's natural to those who are older or who have been going there for years, <coughs> sees what's supernatural, the sun spinning. They've never known it to be supernatural because their whole life they've seen it. This is a natural occurrence of the sun. What's the big deal about that? And many of them probably don't even know it spins. They care less because they've grown up with that. And so this... This comes to us this way. Well, of course, there are many, uh, <coughs> there are other things as well in the in the message that Our Lady makes um, special points of, and um, Our Lady during today's message, uh, of course, did say uh, just to offer all of our joys and all of our sorrows, but in a special way, Our Lady specified to her Immaculate Heart. And that's interesting because you mentioned Fatima, and that's just popped in my head just now. When you mentioned Fatima, Our Lady mentioned that her Immaculate Heart would triumph. And it seems Our Lady has spoken so many times in Medjugorje about her Immaculate Heart and about this victory that's occurring in her heart. And um, maybe that's something that could be clarified more uh, in today's message. Clarifying in what degree? The, the Fatima? Right. In other words, the... The, the completion of or Medjugorje as the completion of Fatima and what Our Lady prophesied there would take place with her Immaculate Heart. Well, I think when she released, or when, when the Pope John Paul finally released the third secret of Fatima, June, uh, June 24th, 2000, that was a Sunday, and then on Monday the 25th came out, and, and, uh, Several people and experts, and including some aspects of the Vatican, not all of it, said, oh, this is all about the 19th century. and Most of this secret has happened. That's not what I got out of it. I mean, there is, you know, the third secret found is about the, the, the angel pointing a sword to the earth with flashing flames coming down to the earth. Before hitting the earth, it, it made contact with the Holy Virgin Mary. Sister Lucia saw this. And upon contact, deflected it. And so the angel, why this is taking place, is hollering the words, penance, penance, penance. Well, the message the next day from a lady 
who's the same lady that was over there in Fatima in Portugal when she was visiting that country. Now she's over here on this other country. She said a very short message. And I think it was to the fact that um, when you, um, if you pray, you're not, you're not afraid of the future. And so why would she say that the day after we've waited four decades, we literally waited from 1960 to 2000, thinking that would be released. I remember in grade school, and this, the nuns telling us about this. And, and have you got that message pulled up? Read yeah, it exactly. Right. It's uh, June 25th, 2000. Dear children, today I call you to prayer. The one who prays is not afraid of the future. Little children, do not forget I am with you, and I love you all. Thank you for having responded to my call. Very brief message. I was really this you were saying about connection to Fatima this is a connection directly to Fatima this message we waited 40 years and then the day after that message is released our lady says those words about the future that's I think one of the first times she talked really strongly about the future for the one praise is not afraid of the future and so why she said that because the third secret of Fatima still has some things that pertain to our future and so we know these things are going to happen. And, and there were those who said, well, we had a bloody century in the 19th century, and, and we, man has never seen that. You ain't seen nothing yet. Look around you. Because even back in those days, I don't even think she had mentioned yet at that point, uh, look at the signs of the times. And remember, we've spoken about this before in this program, and in my talks I've spoken about it. As Jesus says, look for the signs of the times, our lady's coming here in her time and saying, See the signs of the times. 2,000 years ago, we've been watching for 2,000 years. God himself is down here on earth saying that. Watch for the signs of the times. Know when a storm comes, you know what's coming. The signs will be like that. Our lady says, look around you, children. Look at the signs of the times. Pinch yourself. We're here. What here means, I don't know. But I do know it's serious enough, it's serious enough for our lady to be here to carry out her work she began in Fatima. And this is not less. This is this is the this is her queenship. This is it. This is everything. And then we got this direct message. Nobody's tied that to Fatima. Very few people tie that. If, if you you know discussing you might start individually tying it. Immediately I knew this was connected to the Fatima secret. Nobody even raised the issue. I think I wrote about it at the time. But this is so big and so intertwined intertwined that it's, you know, we're good to go. And we need to realize that Our Lady has given to us uh, a life, a way. And again, we we, we got to reflect. This message today is reflecting of eternal life. We're always thinking of our of what we don't have, but how many times do we think about the blessing? You know, what makes us reflect? And so that's what I say, reflect on your future. Sometimes it could be in nature, sometimes it could be something as simple as a funeral passing you by. Sometimes a newborn baby girl, or maybe boy. You know, what's been your troubles and trials? That may make you to look. You know, have you missed those marks that God sends to you throughout the day? 
So we have many blessings in our life, and most of the time we're looking at the negative. Oh, this is wrong. You, you, you run across those people at the grocery store. You're just trying to figure out, as soon as you see them coming to you, you're trying to figure out how I'm going to escape. Because they're going to say, oh, my uncle and this and that, and my sons and this and that. And you know, after you've gone third generation of what, do, do you even ask them about it? Uh, they're not a joy to be there with them. You know, the real joy lies in our eternal life. If you're searching for that, looking for heaven, there's no earthly things that compare to that. And you, like Visca says, you'll begin to live the joy on this life, in this life on earth. And so today, Our Lady, when she says this, uh, towards eternity, remember, Father was in the middle of her ending World War One. She says, Lord, Lord and Greater War will break out, Order Two, if man doesn't repent. Now she's coming to Medjugorje, and man still doesn't repent. If we went to World War Two, and the heinous and the people burning in gas chambers and just on and on the atrocities, and she said that a larger and greater war will break out if man doesn't repent. And we've gone through that. What now awaits us? I don't think it's going to be like conventional war. I think we're going to see something from God. We're going to see something like the angel coming. Because a lady, I mean, she may deflect the, the flames coming to the earth. That may just be a time period that 20 years she's been here to stop that. That may still be coming. Our lady just bothers time she's here every day. And while she's here, she's deflecting from God. Think about it. Sodom didn't last this long. And the whole world's turned into Babylon. All the European Union, all of them are wanting to make these laws where everything's acceptable. And so how long do we get? Are we good to go? And sometimes we need to just slow down and stop and reflect. Hey, there's some big, big things happening. Big things happening. I want to be on board. I want to be part of that. And so stop a little bit, look back, reflect, and see what God has for us and for your heart at this moment. Waiting at a stoplight yesterday as a funeral procession made its way through the gates. Watched it roll up a winding road through a field of green with white headstones all in a row. And it made me think about where I'm at on my not-so-straight and narrow path. All the generous and mostly undeserved blessings that I've had. I had an all-American mom and dad, some of the coolest friends. You could ever have found love. I thought I'd never find. Sometimes I can't believe this life is mine. I'm not planning on leaving yet, but the truth is, you just never know. And if this is as good as it gets, man, I think I'm good to go. Departed and the loved ones left broken hearted and traffic started and I drove away a little more able to see the good things on my table and that I'm grateful because I've had my troubles, had my trials, I've 
That's the question we need to ask ourselves. Are you good to go? And all that he's trying to get us to the point is good to go. To get our spiritual life, to work on our conversions, to go there. And you, Before you go to bed tonight, you need to ask that. You don't know if you'll be here tomorrow. You don't know if you'll be here in five minutes. Somebody in your life, you know, throughout your life, was here one second and then the next second was gone. You're not guaranteed you're going to be here when we go off there in just a couple of minutes. We don't know that. So our lady's trying to persistently get us to work on conversion and be good for go. I know I woke up this morning at 3.30 and felt the real need to pray. <clears throat> so I did, and I was writing something that's going to be on that, on the MedsMedsGory.com Monday. And I prayed and just started writing on it early in the morning. But uh, we went to Rosary, and we, it was the 25th, and we did the Rosary, came back to the house, and our phone had a message on it that a friend had died earlier this morning. And uh, she'd come down in 1988 through the years we talked and met, went to Medjugorje and um, was very close in sentiments with her. And so we were surprised. Her daughter left a message on the phone that said, you know, though, it's, though we know she's with God and that's a joy, literally she said, we still have the sorrow with this. And so we didn't have the, the 25th message at that point. I came up to Caritas, looked at the message, and I immediately... I thought about my friend in New York that how fortunate it is to, to die. The day to die on was the 25th message. We always look at this, and, and we've had different things that happen uh, with people where they die on the 25th, and we we figure, we feel that's a real special day to die on. But this message today was real interesting. She had a great devotion to Our Lady. And as soon as I saw, offer all your joys and sorrows, I thought about the 
recording of the daughter who called today, because that is exactly her words, with my mother's death is joy and sorrow. And then at the end of it, she says, and lead you toward eternity. This is such a beautiful thing to down the day when our lady's speaking about doing that. And there's no accident she died today. With her devotion and, and how much she loved our lady, is without a doubt that our lady took her. Our lady took her. And you can say, well, there's other people down today. So be it. There'll be people down tomorrow. But when you live for Our Lady, the perfect one, when you want to follow her, your day, your death, your the day she takes you is appointed. I pray, we got on all equipment with the retooling right now. Pray for a happy, grace-filled death. And people should be doing that every day. Father Slavko did that. Every time he went to Cross Mountain, where did he die? On top of Cross Mountain. He always said, okay, now we're in this and let's pray for happy death. He walked right from the cross and dropped dead. Can't be any happy. He didn't suffer. He just dropped dead. Everybody was shocked. Completely shocked. And the next day, two days later, I think that was the 23rd. It was the 23rd. And then Our Lady came on the 25th as your brother Sarko's born in heaven. So today our friend was born into eternity. And Our Lady says that I'll lead you toward eternity. What sort of time do we live in? And if you get devotion to Our Lady, you don't think she's watching you? You don't, you don't think she, in your point in time she's going to be with you? You don't think that everything that happens in your life is part of what she's planning for you? I wouldn't want it any other way. And when I go, I want it to be good to go. And so Our Lady says today, work persistently on your conversion so it should be good to go. And with that, uh, of course, um, the next Radio Wave broadcast will be on Friday, October 2nd. And for those of you that have maybe not been reading too much this, these messages from the second of the month, there's a real time of grace between the 25th of the month and the second of the month. Our Lady's message that she gave today to really try to live these messages or live this message yeah, especially uh, at least in the course of this next month until Our Lady's next monthly message, but particularly in this next week. Uh, the second of the month is always a very um, potent message that we receive from Our Lady and uh, one that you should be looking forward to. So next Friday at 7 p.m., again, we'll be broadcasting again uh, for Our Lady's second of the month message to Mariana, and that's on the Day for Nonbelievers. Okay, so as we say yet again, uh Good night to you. We know that we'll be with you shortly because of Mariana's apparition coming up, which is excitement having these two apparitions really back-to-back. We're anxious to get the retooling done with the tabernacle, Uh, and we've got a writing that I finished last week. We're printing. It's actually about a six-days printing job because it's very thorough. It's one of the most important updates we're going to be sending out. If you're not on that mail list, be sure and call and write in through the feedback and ask to be sent. That is very important. There's nothing else like it in the Medjugorje movement. Its impact is going to be tremendous. And we got some special announcements that we have with it in segments. It's, it's, it's a little bit of a long read, but it's a very exciting read for you and for what is coming in the future. So as we say good night to you, if you can remember our friend who's helped us mission, and say one Hail Mary for her, for repose of her soul, for her intentions that she has for this mission, because she has helped this mission in some big ways. That that might be fulfilled, and while she stands before God's throne in front of her lady, she might be able to win some things for this mission and work for the commercial world. We say good night to you. We love you. We wish you, Our Lady. <laughs>